2: The
0: Auburn Express. What's up, Wool Report family? It is Tuesday, March 14th, and we are talking offensive line. B-Dub and myself, we were out at practice to see what Auburn had going on. Strap it on them. You are You are now... Good morning, War Report family. It's your boy, Mike G. I'm here with my guy, B. Will. B. Will. Mm -hmm. Auburn had practice yesterday. They returned from spring break to the practice field uh, to get going. This is the fourth practice of the spring. And uh, Hugh Freeze made some comments about the O-line and one guy in particular. So we've had a lot of talk on the show about Auburn finding dudes at each position, so we're gonna play yeah. a quick clip and we're gonna talk about what Coach Free said and then what we saw at practice. Coach, uh, talk about the offensive line. Um, a lot of eyes are gonna be on the development of that position. You know what kind of progress are you guys making there? You've got a lot of newcomers, on uh, how are they adapting uh, to doing uh, doing what you're asking to
1: you. do? I was really pleased with uh, with the O line in the first few practices. You know, this will be the second one with pads on and the defense is starting to get more stuff in with more movements. And that's when you usually probably leave practice feeling awful because we haven't practiced enough against these movements and they can make you look really bad. Um, but uh, I, I think we improved ourselves for sure and excited uh, about, you know, that group. I think they're, they're a group you can depend upon to to really bring it every week to practice and every day. Um, I, I know that you know Tutal and Gunner and Dylan and Avery are all um, guys that we feel like have to play for us. That uh, we improved ourselves with obviously the current guys that we have. Tay Johnson's been an incredible leader in that room too.
0: Is he? The, would you call him the standout to this point in practice, or is there anybody else who stands out on the um, line?
1: You know, I'm not ready to say that he's standing out over anyone else. I just know that he. There's an expectation that we're trying to set, and he wants to drive the train for that expectation, and it matters to him. You know, wearing Auburn on his chest means something, and uh, you can't have enough of those guys.
0: Wearing Auburn on his chest means something. You cannot have enough Tate Johnsons, says Coach Hugh Freeze. Brian, Hugh Freeze has been pretty reserved with critiquing uh, anybody quarterbacks yeah. just just kind of said, Hey man, we got to get reps in. I haven't coached these guys, but this is the furthest that he's gone and talking in any position. He said that he's happy with the progress. Uh, and he feels like that, that is a group that you can depend on to bring it every day in practice every week. You know, what are your thoughts on Q free's comments on the O line here? It's encouraging that he had a lot of praise for that. Well, to be fair,
2: some guy there in the clip asked him specifically about the O line, so it's no surprise that he answered specifically about the O line. Mm-hmm. But he has been—what well, he didn't say—he didn't
0: say. Oh, you know, he, we got yeah, right. We got a lot of work to do there. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, right. Because he was very, <laughs> very um, with with withheld when it came to the, the quarterback position. Oh, I don't know. I gotta see. I ain't checked that. Yeah, was, was somebody asked you. Hey, may you look at that report? Oh, I mean, I I, mean, I hadn't uh, had, hadn't had a chance to look at it. They looked at it, they just didn't like it, or they were gonna have to edit it and send it back to you. So I think some praise is better than I don't know yet. And to me, that says he at least likes the early returns on the transfer and the transfer portal hall and and the uh and the the signing class that we had. He likes what he's seeing in the old line room, which is good. Cause we can say I I, I could not tell you again. I am not football bred to the point where I could go out there but like, man, look at his hands. Look how he moves his feet. Look at his hips. Oh, he's going to be outstanding. I can't do that, all right? Hugh Freeze has remarked about the quarterbacks before. Well, I've seen their tape. I've seen some good. I've seen some bad. But we just got to see when we get out there. He's giving high praise. And I think to say that they give it every practice, that you can count on that room to give it every practice. He hasn't just been effusive of, uh, in praising anybody. So, Positive? remarks from Hugh Freeze seems to be somewhat of an early endorsement on the performance of that group yeah listen
0: this is a group all eyes are going to be on them mm-hmm. uh this is a group that was much maligned has been much maligned over the last few years um they've been blamed for everything that's gone wrong in Auburn right if a cat gets stuck in a tree it's because the offensive line couldn't block yeah <laughs> for the quarterback right uh mm-hmm. and I think that it's important to note that he named a name. So I want to talk about one of the names that he named, uh, Tate Johnson. Now, uh, we're not talking about play. We're talking about leadership and attitude. And, you know, it it occurs to me that if he named him, this is not a guy that's showing up on one of his infamous lists. uh, But he talked about him being a leader and being somebody who embraces what they're trying to do and reinforcing that with other guys every single day. Tate Johnson. You know what do you think about him naming a guy and and essentially calling him out maybe not as the most physical guy or the best guy, but the best leader in the room? I think it bodes
2: well for Tate Johnson to be a guy with a great attitude because he was somebody who was considered last year to be undersized to be playing center. Mm-hmm. okay? If you come in undersized to play center, you're the starting center. You may be in a position now with the many as to how many bodies they brought in. To lose not only playing the starting center position, but to lose your position altogether because they brought in guys with better measurables. So Tate Johnson absolutely had to be a positive influence in that room. He had to be a a good personality. He had to be somebody who was willing to roll with those punches to start getting familiar with the guys who he's, who were going to be playing around him. He's got to compete on that line camaraderie in that room, I think matters a lot. And I think what you're seeing is Tate Johnson's attitude being praised, his work ethic being Mm. praised. His work ethic was praised last year for them to even give him a chance at the starting job. So what I think we have is is a, a true Auburn guy, like Hugh Freeze said, who wants to be here, who wants to contribute. And I don't expect him to jump in the portal if he's not on the starting five i think he's here for the long haul and he's
0: had a positive effect on that room and, and hugh freeze is recognized yeah now i want to note something about coach hugh freeze here in this presser um he was in a good mood uh you, you and i are there he was in a good mood he came back he even gifted us an extra 30 minutes of watch time at practice he said yeah. hey you know what My gift to you guys today keep the party going 30 yeah. more minutes of practice. Uh, now, now we didn't get to film any of that. He was adamant. <laughs> if you film something, you're out. But you can watch <laughs> 30 more minutes of practice. Uh, during that time, uh, we got to see a lot of position groups work. Um, the offensive line was on the close side of the field to where we enter. Um, and I was noticing them just doing drill work, going up against linemen, uh, trying to get leverage, working on leverage, working on explosion. Um, they look physically ready. I mean, th- those guys look big. Um, and yeah. the other thing I noted about the line is it seems as if Q freeze wants to make them a little bigger than we've had in the past as well, too. You know, what do you think about moving toward maybe a beefier O-line than Auburn has had? Well, I,
2: I think so. We know that during the early, uh, well, not only early, but late in Gus's tenure, he wanted slimmer o men so they could execute more of what he wanted to do with his run game, right. which was specifically misdirection plays and um, things where you'd have to move quickly and change direction more quickly. You mean so they could run around and get bullied? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) got it. (laughs) Yeah, essentially, yeah. So um, it didn't bode well for us (laughs) after a certain point in time. Now, I'm I'm not going to lie. Some of that was Saban pulling the rug from up under him by getting that rule changed, really about the five yards downfield, which it was kind of a people broke the rule, but nobody really said anything. But after Saban campaigned after 2014, we put up all those points on them. Then they started enforcing it. So... Does that to adjust, so um, he never was able to get the O line to play at the level that he wanted to. I'm sure. Mm. So Harson comes in, and I think the thing with Harson is he doesn't replace these bodies with bigger or stronger bodies. He didn't make it a priority to recruit offensive linemen, and to a certain extent, I wonder if the guys who were here even had the capacity to get bigger and play bigger. Like you could get bigger, but do you get significantly slower? Right. What we needed was a better caliber of offensive line athlete. Guys who are freakishly big, but still have incredible foot speed. Guys who are freakishly big, but who are quick enough to pivot and handle defensive ends who are going to be moving very, very fast. That's the next step for us. That was the next step for us. You can ask guys to get slimmer. Sure. Sure. So you can handle and move with speed, but now you're getting pushed all over the place. And now you're not effective in the SEC if the defensive line can displace you. So we got new bodies in here. I think we've got the bodies we need. Again, do they have the right mix of those bodies? Do you have a true left tackle? I mean, by all reports, we do. When we talked to Cole Kubelik, um, over in so far in the offseason, he said, Dylan Wade, he's a dude. If Cole Kublik said it, all former Auburn offensive lineman, then I am inclined to believe that we got a dude on the offensive line. So yep. if if he says that we have bodies that can play the position and Hugh Freeze wants to get them bigger, they're already bigger bodies than we had last uh-huh. year. We got, we're huge, man. We're, we're huge up front. And I, I'm trying not to get too excited because it's, there's too much time left, man. We got like six months. Before the season starts, I'm trying not to get too excited, but I'm trying to get excited. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I think that uh, I have not asked them. I barely asked them about strength and conditioning uh, so far this year. I'm giving I'm giving them time to get their weight up before I ask yeah. again. Mm-hmm. How do we like the progress that they're making in the weight room? But offensive line is one of those groups where you know I think weightlifting is important at every position. B, but you know, you know, offensive line. Those guys have to be the biggest and the strongest on the field. They have to, you know, do multiple things. They got to keep their head up, move guys out of the way, make room for other people. It's a really difficult position to play when most of the time guys are bull rushing you. And, you know, offensive line is hard, man. It's a hard position to play. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see what Hugh Freeze does with this position, I think. Um, Again, he brought in hell offensive linemen. And the last question I want to ask you before we get to the comments is – What should a reasonable expectation be for the, for this position group this year? Now we talk about, well, you know, when I say, Hey, I'm holding Q freezes feet to the fire over quarterback development. Mm -hmm. And I expect the quarterback to improve from where they were last year, no matter who the quarterback is. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's TJ or Robbie or Holden, whatever the numbers were for the, self-proclaimed QB developer, I expect improvement at that position. But it's going to be hard to get improvement at that position if you do not have improvement on the offensive line. So what should reasonable improvement on the offensive line look like headed into next year?
2: Well, obviously, you're going to expect that when there's an obvious pass play, the quarterback isn't instantly under duress because that's what we saw last year. Mm. We had a, a lot of very obvious pass plays. We had... Early down runs mm-hmm. that went nowhere. The running backs had no room. Um, we had the, either the worst or the second-to-worst uh, yards before contact for our running backs in the league up until Harts was fired. After that, and you know, all those those stats got flipped. So we know the offensive line played poorly because our running backs couldn't find room. Our quarterbacks couldn't get time. Um, it, there were plenty of times where, yes, T.J. Finley turned the ball over, but I'm, I'm reminded of, I think it was... Uh, Not Penn State. Was Missouri or Ole Miss? Ole Miss. Robbie had gotten pulled just to cool him down a little bit. Mm -hmm. He turned the ball over, and he wasn't playing well. And TJ came in there for one drive. And I don't know if it was the first or second play. Step, uh, Drop back, sack, fumble. Just like that. It was the obvious, less quick quarterback. And instantly, pressure was in his face, Mm. got to him. What we need to see is that a quarterback is going to have time. To operate now, a lot of that is still on the coach, though. So yeah. I know you said, "Well, we want to see, I want to see the quarterbacks get better." And to be fair, it's not going to be difficult to get quarterbacks playing better than they played last season because those numbers are not good from us last season. However, you saw what Cadillac, what Cadillac was able to do. You saw what that staff was able to do with Cadillac. Right. Created a running threat so serious and that you have to account for as a defense that the room was made. Yeah, for the quarterback to have time. Why yeah. receivers? Would, I mean, Robbie Ashford was back there. Of course, we saw the beautiful pass to the corner end zone in the Iron Bowl. He wasn't under duress when he made that throw. That's Why? True. Because the run game was clicking. Yeah, it can be accounted for in other ways, other than the O line just being dominant. But the O line being dominant does a lot of work to to make it happen as well. Giraffe.
0: Thanks for sticking
2: around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop!
0: B, let's get to some comments here. Uh, The Walker Show. What do y'all think about Tank saying he thinks TJ should be the starting quarterback? Uh, Here's what I'll Mm. say. I'm going to go first on this one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think that there's some salt there. Mm. I think there's some salt there, and I don't think Mm -hmm. that. I'm not sure how much Tank means that more so than he was taking a shot uh, at Robbie. Now, they had Mm. some pretty open arguments on the sidelines. So this is not gossip. This isn't innuendo. Like, (laughs) we saw them arguing on the sidelines this season, um, you know, presumably about who scored a touchdown in the red zone. Uh, Robbie was a run threat in the red zone. Um, You know, I just don't, like... I I I'm surprised that he gave an opinion on this publicly. I'm really surprised that he gave an opinion on this publicly. Uh, what What are your thoughts on this, real quick? Um, I w- I will say I agree with that. It is surprising that he would. I mean,
2: you're off to the NFL at this point. It's, right. Hey, man, those they're gonna get it together down there. Who, whoever the best man is, gonna win a position, and Auburn's about to turn around. Be <laughs> end. You know, what I'm saying that's that's the nice buttoned up way to address that. But I mean, Texas say what he wants to say. He he doesn't have any bearing on the situation here, so I don't know how how relevant it is. I don't. I guess we'll get into quarterback play a little bit here, what we saw outside in in, in a minute. But at this point, nah, I wouldn't bet on anybody to win the job. I'll tell you true. Mm. I still say it's, somebody's going to come in after
0: spring, and that person may have a leg up mm. in winning the job. Now you tweeted. Yeah, one quarterback looks a little better than the others. Um, something yeah. we are not going to address today, but we will get to it at a later time, and we'll come back to that. Uh, definitely, uh, John Brandon said, "I like to see Robbie's pass game behind a solid O line." I think this is somebody. It's something a lot of people want to see. They want to see mm-hmm. a dual threat quarterback have time to throw to and not run yeah. out of necessity. So, right, agreed. I think this is definitely some uh, something uh, everybody wants to see, John. John also comes back and says the practice version of TJ would be the same as game day, TJ. I agree. Now, he still needs protection. Yeah. Right. I think you cannot be practice TJ on game day without protection from the O line, which is what we're talking about today. Uh, Quick thoughts on this. Yeah, there's nobody rushing him (laughs) at practice. (laughs) There's nobody (laughs) rushing him at
2: practice. So, yeah, that has to do with why.
0: Well, you can't hit him.
2: Right. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I I mean, whatever it is that, that TJ does well in practice. And again, it's not incredibly obvious just from being out there. Like everybody was throwing yesterday, but I don't, he wasn't like blowing away the competition as far as the throwing drills necessarily. It has to be more, I do think it is cerebrally. TJ showed more command early last year. Now, whether or not he has that same lead this year, I don't know, because last year, Bo Nix was gone. That was the Mm -hmm. person who was in front of him. Bo had bailed out and he had a full year head start doing what Harson wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that advantage this year. Mm-hmm. So I would ask, well, what is the advantage? Are you going to be telling everybody, hey, no, this play is, you're supposed to cross, you go right there, you stay right there, you're supposed to come in. No, well, now you don't have that advantage. You don't know more than Robbie knows about this offense. I don't even, I still don't know if Hugh Freeze and <laughs> Philip Montgomery... I don't know if they know. I don't know they know about offense. I'm <laughs> saying, have they given these guys a playbook? Like, they said they just touched down and to stopped recruiting, like, a, a couple weeks ago. What has been done? What has been uh, set in stone as far as design? And it's like, listen, I think they're getting these guys up to speed on fundamentals, mechanics, how they want them to play, what their keys are, what they're looking for when they have, all the stuff that just goes into playing quarterback and being a quarterback, which is important because he said he was going to develop the quarterback and make him better, but specifically in this offense,
0: all right. Are they have no fruit. Are they putting together a flow chart right now? Is it 3rd and 9? Yes. <laughs> Did we fail to pass the ball twice in a row? Yes. It'll uh, <laughs> really be interesting to see what they're putting together uh yeah. for the offense. This is going to be the melding of two systems. Now, Hugh mm-hmm. Freeze talked about he talked about being able to bring a guy in who could improve on his red zone offense. There's something he said during his opening presser, Brian. And uh, if you go back to Sunday's show, uh Caesar and I broke down the numbers in terms of yards per game, points per game for Hugh Freeze's offenses at Liberty and Ole Miss. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of moving the ball. But in some years, a lot of stalling in the red zone as well, too. So, again, yeah, this will be interesting to see. uh, But to this comment, practice TJ versus game day TJ, I think this is every athlete's challenge, right? This is particularly true in golf. I am great on the driver range. (laughs) If you see me on the driver range, I look like a pro. They're like, oh, man, that guy can really stroke it. Pause. Uh, (laughs) But when when you're standing on that first tee, it hit different. It do be hitting different, though. Uh, Auburn dad for life. With TJ and even Robbie, it comes down to what's going on between the ears where live bullets are flying. Agreed. Live action is different than practice action. I think we all can agree on that. John Brandon says, Mike G, can you gift Hugh a comb at the next presser? Uh, no, <laughs> because I want to be invited to the next presser. Like, mm. like, what if he just got a haircut? And I'm like, <laughs> our John said, comb your damn hair. You (laughs) come on, John. John, who's John? John, you trying to get me kicked out. Um, Haley says that man doesn't have time for frivolous things like fixing his hair. You're right. I don't want you to shave, no showers, no nothing. Get this O-line right. Recruit, recruit, and coach. Yeah, I want smelly Hugh freeze. (laughs) Um Dana Jones. I have a good feeling about the O line. If only we can have a consistent and accurate QB behind them. Uh, but these two things go together, Dana. Right. So if you want consistency, block consistently. <laughs> yeah. Now we yeah, haven't yeah, had that. Just, so it's hard. To, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to nail any of the quarterbacks. I think that Hugh yeah. Free said that. He said, listen, I can't judge these guys' tape when they're running for their lives. Um, Auburn Dad for life. So, Mike, how are you liking the way Hugh is treating the media compared to <laughs> or even Gus? i ain't gonna say that loud. Um, listen, I had no beef with Harson. Uh, I right. had no beef with Harson. He treated us well. I can't speak to how he treated everybody else. Might have something to do with how they treated him. Uh, but I like how yeah. I like how Hugh Freeze is interacting with the media. I like that he's getting out there and trying to talk and become part of the community. And I think that's the part that Brian Harson missed. Right? right? Um, the perception, at least, because I don't know everything this man did. I wasn't tracking his every move, Brian. But the perception was that he was not part of the community. And Hugh mm-hmm. Freeze. Did you hear what he said at the end of the presser? He made a comment about, I want to congratulate Coach Bruce Pearl Mm. on making, uh, like he said, I have a feeling that these guys are getting ready to go on a run and do something special. And a Mm. class move. He talked about Johnny Harris as well, too. Uh, Mm. Auburn women's basketball made the women's NIT. And becoming part of the community is a big part of being the coach at Auburn. Brian Harson didn't do that. So I think that the media took note of that and they did not embrace him. So because they didn't embrace him, he rejected them, and it was just a whole mess. So Hugh Freeze not making those mistakes here, I think. Um, Corey Weber, remember in 08 when Tony Franklin won the O-line to lose weight in order to go fast? That's why he has a podcast now instead of coaching. Hey, (laughs) you put some respect on podcasters, Corey. (laughs) Uh, 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 Yeah, Tony Franklin is out here saying wild stuff uh, for sure. Listen, man, this man has been around football. I get it. But to your point, Corey, the best schools right now are making linemen big and fast. Right. Right. So go out and recruit the dude, the big dude who can also run. Right. I think that that's that's fair, right, B? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not, if you're you're choosing one or the other, you're going to get dominated by some team in some kind of way at some point, right? We learned that from the organs of the world, did we not? Right. Right, right. And, and to some extent, if not everybody, ha- there aren't that
2: many big and fast offensive linemen. Right. Like the, the top schools are getting the the first pick of them. So that's on them. We we have to do what we can do if we are not in that upper echelon of, of offensive line recruitment. We're hoping to push our way there. But if you don't
0: get top tier talent, you gotta make do with what you can. But that's also where system comes in to help out. Right, right. Um uh, thanks, Corey, for this comment. Data Jones, some people aren't going to like this, but I don't think the star- starting QB is currently on the team. Data, that's that's a pretty popular sentiment. So I think a lot of people like what you just said. I mean, I don't think they like that the QB is not on the team, but I think yeah. a lot of people agree that, you know, hey, man, it ain't in here just yet. So they've got to right. figure something out. James Barnett, fellas, are four practices long enough to fix some of our QB issues? People act like issues fade away in one setting. Malik didn't develop in four practices. It was overtime thoughts. Okay. So if you listen to the beginning of that press, letter, I asked a question about how guys spent their time during spring break. And if they noted that anybody stayed in town to get extra work in. So you're right. Um, I don't think anything is fixed in practice. I think it's the hours in between practice, the extra work where things are fixed. Things are tweaked in practice. But the work that you put, they only have a couple hours every day on the field. I don't know how much you're fixing during that time. I think that you're tweaking and you're learning, but you you can only fix with repetitions. And there is no way to to get enough repetitions during the small amount of time that they have while you're splitting time with everybody else.
2: Yeah, I agree. And that's why I think the biggest fix is actually playing time and practice during the season because you practice more often during the season. And you get to go out and actually execute. You get real game notes, not from how you looked in practice, but how did you look when bodies were flying at you? That's the real you. That's how you fix it. I think that development comes during the season.
0: Yeah, these guys are hiring trainers mostly in the offseason, like the better quarterbacks, the Bryce Youngs of the world, Kyle Trask. They're working with guys in the offseason. And those bodies that you're talking about, these trainers find creative ways to simulate bodies flying at you and pressure. And you've seen them do the pad work. And, like, mm. I mean, I've seen facilities with moving hit um, pads on mm. tracks. And they're, like, dodging them. And a guy's with a joystick, like, trying to mess the quarterback up. It's, Dang. it's insane what, what QBs have now to train and simulate bodies flying at them. So if you're mm. not putting in that work, the next guy is. And that guy's coming for your job. So hear me out. Robbie Ashford, TJ Finley, Holden Garner. The work you're not doing, the next guy is doing. And he wants your job. He's coming for everything you got. So you got to put in the work. Practice is not enough. It just isn't. Um, Lisa Daniels with the Super Chat. We appreciate this. I want to see Hugh Freeze develop what's in the room. Now, listen, Lisa, me and you can have a beer one day and talk about this. (laughs) Because this is where I'm at. Brian is on this, oh, oh we're bringing in a guy. I'm like, no, work with the guys we, they have. And that's what he done. We Listen, We've we've it, that's his history. That's what he's done at every stop. He's worked with somebody I, who's currently in the room. I want
2: to see him win.
0: I don't care okay, if it's
2: with a guy enough. who's not in the room. Like fair that's enough. that's If he brings in somebody, if Grayson McCall's been a, a 70% completion guy and he comes in here and he 70% completions and, and runs his office to perfection, I'm not mad that it wasn't TJ and Robbie. I just want to see us do well. That's it. That's yeah, all I want. to Yeah, see. listen,
0: I'm, I'm not mad either. Right? Actually, I'm. Cr- yeah. I'm I am. I, um, I just think that you work with the, the people you have. You work with the people you have. You develop. You said you were the QB developer. I'm gonna keep saying this until August. Develop some QBs, q Freeze, guys. I'm Mike G. This is B-Will. And this is the Morning Drop. We'll be back at you guys tomorrow morning to talk a little bit more Auburn football. Watch out. Until then, War or Eagle. War or Eagle. Drop.